the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Danger of Covetousness, next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Join us. To be sure, all sin is very bad. Covetousness. Now that's one that finds itself on the spectrum, at least for many of us today, that doesn't really show up that much, but it should. Hi there. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. Beware of covetousness. That's the title of our message, and for good reason, because it is a very deadly sin with pernicious tentacles that we know nothing about. With more, here's Pastor Napoleon on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. I'm not against going to stuff, but if we're always driven, we got to ask ourselves, what's going on in my heart that I'm not settled? I'm not settled. Listen, saints, walk with God every single day. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen, y'all? He says, and he said to them, look at verse 15, take heed and be, beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Stop thinking. We have to stop thinking, all of us. That we're something on, in life solely based on the stuff that we have. Stuff does not define us. Jesus, when we stand before him on that day, he's not going to ask us about how much stuff did we bring with, with us to him. We're not going to have anything. We're going to have ourselves. We're going to have our character. We're going to have our integrity. We're going to have our love and our joy and our peace and our patience and our kindness and our goodness. And we're going to be standing right there. He's not going to ask us how much money did we bring to the kingdom. We manage our money. We love money. We thank God for money. We bless God for what he's done. But we have to put it in its proper context and priority position in our lives. And all of us, what we're bringing to Christ is the fullness of who he is. Him. As he's forged that in our lives. And stop thinking that we're this or that based on the stuff. So many people have stuff, but they're miserable and depressed and discouraged and they're pulling their hair out. They don't open the blinds. They don't want it. And you just see these people die on drugs and, and, and all kinds of stuff because they're not happy with themselves. And my prayer is, is that we're happy. God blesses us with stuff, but we're also happy with ourselves. And we don't allow the stuff to define us. And our life does not consist in the abundance of things that we possess. 
At some point in time, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and truly embrace this truth. So we stop allowing ourselves to fall into depressions and discouragements, and it's, a, and it's all based on a lie. What's wrong with you? I don't know. What, what, how come you're not happy? You, you, you're blessed. Look how God has blessed you. When I first met you, you were tore up from the floor up. And now look how God has blessed you. And look how, man, you, you're not crazy anymore. Because you was crazy. Can I have an amen, y'all? You're not crazy anymore. Look at you. You smile now. You actually said thank you to somebody. You, you, you gave somebody a hug. Look at you. I remember when you first, you, it was funny because Randy, when Randy first came to the church, Julie was talking about how Randy came to the church and, and he came in and he was like real standoffish, wouldn't talk to anybody and was, and, it, and because he was afraid and all these other things, and then how God just started peeling off all the layers. And now when Randy would sit over there, I'd be walking out, hey, pastor, that message was really, and he'd talk to me, and, and you just see how God just changes a person's life, and how God breaks things off, and then we have the nerve to sit there in our homes and be depressed as if God hasn't blessed us. Can I have an amen, y'all? Stop thinking you're blessed solely based on the stuff. And we look and we look here and Jesus is trying to knock something out of the people's heart. Beware of covetousness. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he or she possesses. It doesn't. Stop worrying about how many shoes you got. Stop worrying about the stuff. Now, I love shoes. But you can only one, wear one pair at a time. Can I have an amen? Now, I'm not saying don't get any more shoes, you know. I got some new ones coming in the mail I'm happy about. But what I, but what I am saying is don't think that, don't, we can't think that we're somebody just based on that. And then somebody comes into church who's just coming off the street. They don't have shoes. They don't have clothes. They don't have nothing. They came in here. They just want to praise God. And then we look down on them because they don't have all the stuff. And then we start to develop this class system within the church. Can I talk about this this morning, y'all? This class system in the church. What you driving? Well, I'm driving what I need to drive so I can get here to church and praise God. What you driving? We both got here. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen, y'all? We got to break this spirit off the body of Christ. That's why when you come into this church, we don't have a sitting, seating system. You know what I'm saying? Just sit down and praise God. One of these days, I'm going to come after the service, after the worship gets done, I'm going to come crawling up underneath the stage. Where pastor at? Yeah, I was under the stage praising the Lord. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. 
You know what I'm saying? Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? We got to break this stuff off the body of Christ. Because we're, we're, we're measuring our success in God and who we are as the people of God solely based on stuff. And Jesus isn't looking at this. And I guarantee you he's not impressed with any of our stuff. Considers, considering the fact that he rides upon the clouds. Look at this. He says this as he breaks it down. Look at verse 16. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink, he says, and be merry. And this is what happens with people. We get into this trap where we want to just try to get our soul. We think that, that and I want to say this right, y'all. We, we think that our true source of joy and peace and ease in life is tied to how much we have in our bank account. And I'm all for large bank accounts. We need, we need money. Praise God for that. But saints, like I stated earlier, if we think that our mind, our will, and our emotion is going to truly find ease solely based on that, we are, we are mistaken. Just turn on the news. All of us have to see that our, our soul will not truly be at ease until we find our rest in God. Till we find our rest in God. That our, our bank account isn't what gives us rest and peace. It's that us knowing that I am in the hand of God. So no matter what comes my way, that God will sustain me through life. We try to find security just in the stuff. And God is saying, the security is in me. Just ask King Nebuchadnezzar about that. He had it all in in a day. He's wandering in the wilderness. He's at the lowest of low because he thought that his life was just about his stuff. And he found out really quickly that he only had the stuff because of God. And this is where we have to find ourselves, that God, you're going to take care of me. God, I'm going to manage my resources. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do my part. But the, the issue here is I know where my source, I know who my source truly is. My source is God. And God will open a door that no man can shut. He'll shut a door that no man can open. He'll position me in a position of security and safety based on me being in his perfect will. And that's exactly where I need to be. Can I have an amen, y'all? That should be the source of security that we rest in. That man, no matter what, God, God's got me. Well, how are you going to come out of this? I don't know. Wait, God's got me. I didn't call myself. He called me to him. He's got me. 
So why should I worry? Why should I stress? Why should I fall out? Why should I, why should I break down? Why should I have a nervous breakdown? When the God of the universe says that he has me in the palm of his hands and that he'll see me through, I just got to learn to rest in him. I got to rest in him. I can't stress in him. Can I have an amen? That's what happens. People are stressing in him. Instead of just resting in him. God has got me. And God is the God of the midnight hour. God is the God of the midnight Sometimes God will stress you to the point where you're right there. And he knows exactly what he's going to do. And it's not about him. It's about you. It's about you seeing. It's, it's, I'm going to trust in God. And he's going to see me through this. But if we think that we're going to find rest for our soul and we're just going to and take ease solely based on the stuff that we have, never forget that your soul is going to be required of you. And so what he says here in verse 19, I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, he said, fool. It's a foolish thing to do for all of us to think that our lives consist in the abundance of things that we possess, that we're better than somebody else because we've got this, that our soul is going to be happy if we just get this money. And we start going after the love of money is the root of all evil. If we start going after it, this stuff the way that, that, that God is not desiring us to go after it, saints, it's going to kill us in the end. And, and he says here, fool. He says, fool. It's foolish to think that way. He says, this night, look at verse 20, your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So he who lays up treasure for himself and is not, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich, he says, towards God. This is the thing. Will we allow ourselves to truly become rich towards God? I'm not against being rich in the world, and Jesus isn't. The question is, are you willing to be rich towards God? My prayer is is that God makes us all rich in the world, but then we never lose sight of the fact that we want to be rich towards God. God wants us to be rich towards Him. He wants us to understand the true value of what riches are. We want to be rich in the knowledge of God. Rich in, in our giving towards God's purposes. Rich in giving ourselves to God and to God's people. We want to store up treasures in heaven. We want to make sure that when we cross over, like Randy did, cross over to the other side, that we have something that we're bringing to God that has nothing to do with money. That we're rich, we're, that we come to church and we're here and we're, we're becoming more and more conscious of who God is in our lives and allowing the true riches of God to have the preeminence in our lives. That the same way that we sell out for our jobs and for our employers, 
even much more so are we willing to go the extra mile for God and for his purposes and his desire. It is, it is one of the things that bothers me as a pastor. One of the things is when I see people, when they start having stuff that they're doing in their lives and they feel like they're getting stretched or they feel like they're getting stressed out about all the activity in their life, the first thing they want to cut out is what they're doing at the church. Yeah, I can't serve in the ministry no more because, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting stretched. I'm feeling stretched. Well, what, what, wait a minute here. Why don't, you tell, why don't you tell your child that, you know, you can play soccer. You just can't do it on Sunday. Let's find a league that there's other leagues. You never, you, I, because every week we, we're not at church. We don't even get a chance to praise God together as a family and go and celebrate God. And, and I get fellowship and get refreshed and get to bless God together with my church. It's a shame. It should not be that the first thing that we want to cut out of our lives when we start feeling stuff is what we're doing at the church. Those church people are just trying to get me to do more, but I don't, you know, God knows my heart. Well, God knows you signed up. And you said you signed up because God told you to sign up. Can I preach this this morning, y'all? Then why do we want to cut him out first? We want to be rich towards God. I want to be rich toward God. I want God, I want God to look at us as a church and as a congregation and say, that church is wealthy. And it's not just about what they have in the bank. It's, it's, just, it's just that there are, they have stored up treasures in heaven. They have an account balance in the kingdom that is substantial because they are sowers, they are givers, they are lovers, they are passionate about my purpose. And I have great reward for them. And in fact, I'm going to bless them on the earth some more too. This is the mindset that we have to develop. We want to be rich toward God. It doesn't mean we neglect our natural stuff. It doesn't mean we stop going on our jobs and being focused and wanting God to bless us financially there. It does mean that we have to do both. I want to be rich toward God also, Pastor. I want God to see my, my alms and my prayers. I want them to arise before God as a sweet incense to him. I want him to know my passion for his kingdom and for his business. I want him to know that I'm serious about my walk with God and not just about getting God to bless me with more stuff. I want God to know that, yes, there's a sacrificial uh, aspect to ministry that I'm willing to embrace because I want to be rich towards God. And as a church, we have to develop this mindset and start getting ourselves positioned because I'm telling you, Jesus, he coming, saints. And we got to start positioning ourselves and getting ourselves ready. I'm going to get my education. I'm going to work hard on my job. I'm, I'm going to get the new bling, and I'm going to do this. But I want to make sure I'm balancing that out 
but be, by being rich towards God. So that also means that if there's some things God wants me to give up so that I can gain more riches towards God, I'm willing to let that go. I'm willing to let that go because I, I want to make sure that I have a balance here. Well, we need you to work. We need you to work these many hours and this. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 listen, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm going to find, I, got, I need somewhere in this week where I can go and praise God with my brothers and sisters in Christ. But what happens with people is they just, they're just chasing the money. So, so what God's business, yeah, God knows. I'm going to give more to the church. But God's not, God's not broke. <laughs> Can I have an amen? This is about our hearts. God's not broke. God, God's not broke. He doesn't need it. I mean, it's all about us. We give our tithes and our offerings. It's, it's to deliver us from self. God will bless us. And he does use our tithes and offerings. You guys understand what I'm trying to say. But the point here is when Jesus ends this parable... He says this, so is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Lord, today, as we sit in this sanctuary, we pray that you would uproot from our hearts all forms of greediness and covetousness, that you teach us the value of of laying up treasures in heaven and being rich towards you. We do that by giving you the fruit of our lips. We do that by our obedience. We do that by blessing other people. We do that by offering up our prayers on behalf of ourselves and for other people. We do that, Lord, through serving and giving ourselves and being a blessing lord we do that by living a christian life that exemplifies the kingdom of god and your nature that's how we become rich towards you lord not by doing what the world is doing being covetous tearing people down ripping down their character talking bad about people trying to get the spot wrestling with people and and lying on people and and doing what the world does to achieve their goals. We don't want to be in that company, Lord. We want to be children of the King. And we want to fully represent you. And we want to be rich towards you. Lord, I pray that none of us in this room would ascend before your throne without having true riches. That we would all look ourselves in the mirror this morning and consider, are we really rich towards you? Because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. We may impress the world, but Lord, we're not impressing you. Help us, Lord, to be impressive towards you by reflecting your character. Help us to be people that, Lord, you usher into the kingdom. Because, Lord, we have laid down our lives on the earth. We thank you, Lord, that you found us. When you found us, you found us in a terrible state. And we may have had money in the bank, but we were still in this terrible state. But yet, 
you chose us and you have picked us up. Use us to be different than the world, to be a light in the midst of darkness. Lord Jesus, use us to declare to the world what a people look like who are not covetous, like Cain, and envious like Cain, who slew his brother because he saw that good and wanted it. God, we give you the praise today. Because whom the Son has made free and set free is free indeed. Free us from ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.